And on this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Book Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Chris, who is a nursery owner and soon-to-be author, a mum of two by birth and one by heart, and she is a passionate early year specialist. Having worked with children and their families for over 17 years, recognised the power of play to enhance the holistic health of children, to prepare them for life rather than just school. And her inspirational story is The Strange Black Sheep. So welcome, Chris, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and also if you'd like to share your inspirational story with us? Yeah, no problem. My name's Chris Watkins. I'm from Gloucester in the UK. Um, I've got a foundation degree and a master's. I'm currently an earlier specialist. I have a day nursery working with children under the age of five, but I do go up to the age of 12. Um, yeah, I'm just a postgraduate and I've written a book as well. So yeah, hopefully by the time this is out, I'll be on book two. That's wonderful. And um, would you like to share your inspirational story with our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the title of this is The Strange Black Sheep. Um, it sounds really bizarre, but strangely enough, it's my story. So I wasn't born into success. I wasn't supposed to get any other job other than factory work. You know, when I was younger, college wasn't an option for even my parents had um, big, big drug issues. Uh, my mum also had a huge mental health problem, um, which means that I pretty much brought up my sisters as well. Um, so yeah, I, I beat the odds and against my parents' will, I uh, went to college. Um, did what I had to do to be fair but my whole emphasis was playing with my sisters trying to keep them quiet and out of the house as physically much as possible and that's how I protected my sisters Um, when I turned 19 I was then kicked out of my home by my parents it was a choose your boyfriend or choose us so I chose him for the first time ever and ended up moving into an all-male bedsit which was interesting to say the least when my partner had to you know wash ladies underwear in an all-male house god knows what they thought of him (laughs) um and then at 21 I was disowned by my family so that was no communication with any of them um for 14 years in fact uh only recently making contact back with them um So when I was disowned, I was too scared to leave the house. I was too scared to do anything. And even my therapist recommended I moved away from my own benefit. Um, It was horrendous. It was really horrendous times. And then we moved up to Gloucestershire, where I am now. And me and my partner split up. So I was completely on my own. Had no idea how to thrive, how to, you know, I'd never been on my own ever. So this was a real eye-opening time. Um, luckily, I just finished a course on a childminding course and I became a childminder the day after their ch- my children's dad left. So yeah, it was really, really interesting. And as I childminded, I did my level three and I moved to a five-bedroom house from my, you know, secure three-bedroom house for the benefit of one baby that turned into a really, really big positive because within three months of moving from my three bedroom house to a five bedroom house, six of my families had become pregnant. Um, So, you know, I then had to go from six children a day to then 22 children a day in my house. 
then my landlady decided after 10 years she promised me 10 years she then went with two years so then I had became homeless I was on the verge of losing my own business uh, it was really 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 scary and I decided to find a way to make it work I took a huge punt on myself and I took on an old old post office in a four-bedroom house and I had no money to do it I had nowhere to live but it was either make it work or fail so I moved into this really grotty horrible building cleaned it by hand spent a thousands upon thousands of thousands of pounds I didn't have but today the building's been open four years uh, I have a manager in place which is why I can talk to you today I've got nine staff and my business is really really successful but in the time of becoming homeless and setting up the new business and expanding my business I also did a foundation degree and the day that we opened my new setting was the same day that I applied for my master's finished my foundation degree and yeah it's been a really 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 crazy journey um got back in contact with my family it's just been a really really bizarre thing I think the main thing for me is I wouldn't have been able to do it if I'd used my past as a failure I took my past in my childhood as you know if it wasn't for my parents being so strict and so absent in my me bringing up my sisters I wouldn't have been resilient as I am today if I hadn't coped with you know my dad being put in an institute and my mum refusing to get out of bed I wouldn't have learned how to be self-sufficient and I wouldn't have taken such huge punts I mean I have taken some really really wild punts in my life you know things that I'd never ever I wouldn't recommend anyone did you know I always wanted a degree that was that was my thing the one thing I wanted to achieve in my whole entire life was a degree I didn't even do that I skipped third year and I got straight onto a master's course you know so no at the end of the day the only person that can stop you is you don't blame your past as your failure use your past as a success and like I say I've just written a book it'll be out by the time this is out <laughs> the second one should be well on its way um and that's how to make play more playful for children you know it helped me with my past I've got 17 years experience working with children and their families and I want more play because I need more children to you know be prepared for their whole life not just for school so I think for me it got me this far and it should get other children so much more ahead as well so yeah hopefully stop mental health issues so much what an incredible story, honestly, Chris. I mean, you've been through quite a lot of, throughout your life, and I love the fact that, um, as you say, your your past can either, like kind of define you, but it's actually spurred you on and moved you on to to give you the inspiration to be the best version of yourself. It didn't hold you into an identity of what it might have done. But your book sounds really interesting. And um, what is it that that that's at the core of the, the play then is it just um certain types of play or <laughs> quite interesting i'm a huge believer in capturing like mental health issues early and allowing children to be children as well so yeah definitely on that yes side. so it's a brand new approach to early years um it's never been explored before so my theory is based a lot on play work 
-hmm. so that's from children the age of five to 12 but children play way 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 before five years old you know they don't wake up one morning and go hey you know what fancy playing you know children are born playful that's that's what they do so no um my approach is being an enabler to the child so instead of being there you know teaching children telling them how they should do this how they should do that or you know completely ruining their play because we're playful as adults but we don't play the same way as children so you know it's it's letting the children play and then we follow the early years curriculum. I know in Scotland they have a different curriculum, but it's, you know, we need to let the children play because then they learn how to be resilient on their own. They know how to challenge their bodies. You know, children wouldn't attempt anything unless they feel they are confident to do so. So I've got babies, you know, on the EYFS, it's so much more advanced as to where they are. So they climb up a slide and people stop them and you're like, why should you stop them from climbing a slide it's got more benefit for them climbing a slide and let's be honest they wouldn't do it unless they were prepared to yes we have falls yes we have trips but they kind of go you know what i won't do that again <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love it i love that and um, not that i have young children at the moment but it sounds amazing because i think that for a long time we have um kind of stop children from playing because of our fears you know like you say like it's kind of like we're so protective over them that we don't want them to climb up there or they might not and then it, it does prevent that inner resilience that children have and that being able to learn from their own mistakes because we are so frightened that they make mistakes or or that they hurt or but that's basically her growth happens so I, I love that idea and I love the fact that it comes from the idea of play as well and I, I do get the sense as well that obviously it comes from your own um, experience of building resilience and that strength that comes from um, hardship that something else can come good of it you know we're so in such a fearful state at the moment that we feel that any hardship or anything we don't want it on any anybody you know um but i think that you're living proof that you know you don't have to be in where your circumstances are you know they they can they, they can either build you and move you forward do you know um and they don't have to define you um, and you don't have to be frightened of them as well because i think that's that's the two things that a lot of people get stuck in is that um, they don't want to do things because of failure or of um, yeah normally failure or getting hurt or something and obviously in your life it's like being you've just gone for it and then <laughs> which is amazing and so inspiring um, because it is it is so true like we have these stories of people when they're, they're ancient, like they're on their deathbeds or whatever, and they say, what do you regret? And it's all the things, you know, that they didn't do. They never say like, oh, you know, like they had to wish that they, they hadn't done all these things. It's always the ones that they wish that they hadn't been so fearful in life, that they've taken a little bit more risk, that they had just pushed themselves just to do that, like, a little bit more that they knew that they had in them and not gone with that fear and I think your story definitely resonates with that and I'm a thousand percent sure that there are lots of people who are listening to this will resonate with that and be inspired um, to hear that and if 
I know that you've given us lots of advice, but if there was one piece of advice that you could give uh, my listeners, what would it be that we could take away with them today? Okay, so it was called the strange black sheep because I am the black sheep of my family because I'm academic, you know, I'm a business owner and I've done so much. And I think you've got to shine your own torch. If anyone is going to follow you, it should be you, you know, you should love yourself and put yourself at the absolute key. Don't be afraid to take on a challenge because well, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for me just taking huge punts on myself and having that faith that, you know what, it may pay off or it may not, but it will never be worse than it was yesterday. I love that. To be, to shine your own light and then also to be, I love that pun. I don't know what, (laughs) I was listening, it almost like like a a localised word, but I I mean, I think, is it like, what does it mean in case our listeners don't know either, that when we say take a a punt on the self. Take that chance. And <laughs> was just just in case I said the wrong thing as well, but take a chance. I did think that, but just in case of any of our listeners didn't know what that was, because we did have some Americans as well, and they'd be like, what's a punt? I kinda got the use of it, but just in case. So yes, take a chance on yourself and yeah, I really love that. That's a wonderful, wonderful piece of advice um, to give. Um where can they find you? So do you have a website? Do you have social media if they get to get a hold of you? Yeah, I have a, a Facebook page. So it's Playwork Inspired Learning on Facebook. That's got lots of quotes from my book. It's got some reviews on there already. Um, the book uh, is released at the end of September was released at the end of September or the beginning of October. The second one is for parents. So that's, a you know, the first one's for practitioners, but the second one is for parents. Just to take away that parent guilt that we have, you know. Definitely. I think we all have that parent guilt that we're... You know, so it's about letting parents, just let their children be bored. Let their children play on their own. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That sounds such a wonderful, wonderful pairing of books as well that you've got there. Not just one book, but um, having the two of them there as well sounds amazing. One for practitioners and then one for parents as well. So I would just like to finish by saying thank you so much uh, for joining me, Chris. And we'd like to say goodbye to the listeners and thank you so much.